Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox, and I'm joined by a panel of KEXP staffers here to give us a rundown of the Seattle Music Festival season. We're going to talk about a few festivals, the general vibes of the festivals, and who we are excited to see play at those festivals. So will you all go around and introduce yourselves so we can all just hear your voices before we all jump into this? Hi, I'm Jasmine Albertson. Hi, I'm Leah Capindo. I'm Dusty Henry. And I'm Martin Douglas. Um, we'll be talking about Capitol Hill Block Party, Timber, Thing Fest, Day In, Day Out, and Bumber Shoot. Uh, let's kick it off and uh, start with Capitol Hill Block Party. Who wants to take this one on? Um, I guess I'll start because <laughs> everybody knows what I'm going to say already. Um, I felt for a long time that I'm too old for Block Party. I wrote a big feature on Block Party in 2019, and the the major thing that I felt while walking around that area was, I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like literal teenagers, like going around and seeing everything and using fake IDs. At the time, I was 35, I think. And now you see the bill is catered to a younger audience. And I look over a lot of these names and I'm like, who who are these people? <laughs> that's what I felt with, with Capitol Hill Block Party. I feel like this is not the first year that I feel that. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, Capitol Hill Block Party is July 21st to the 23rd. But... I mean, there's a lot of artists on here, too, like Coco and Claire Claire. Love Coco and Claire Claire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does, or, or Pink Panthers and Rico Nasty. Yeah. That combination is the can't-miss combination of Block Party, I think. Yeah, I think there must be something that happens when you turn 35, because this is the first year <laughs> that I felt that. <laughs> I am too old. Like, even last year, I had friends around my age that were like, I don't recognize the names on this lineup. And I was like... That's embarrassing for you. Keep up. <laughs> and now I am I'm that person. That's exactly and... <laughs> what you said to me last year. Yeah. And I was like, I I don't recognize about eighty percent of the people that are that are on this lineup. And that's what you said. Keep yeah. up keep up with the times, old man. And I think important to like for people who've never been to Block Party to understand is like, yes, it's a festival, but like emphasis on the party aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like this right. is they're blocking off the Capitol Hill core neighborhood, like a Pike and Pine. Like it is Rager in the street, pretty much. Like, it's going to be hot. People are going to be just, like, dancing and going crazy. And if you're, like, old folkies like us with our sleepy time tea <laughs> and our snuggies, like, it's, it can be a little overwhelming. But that's, that's why we brought Leia in here. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we brought in the youth. We brought in Gen Z. I am our Gen Z representative today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's very much a party out there, and it's geared towards young people who are willing to put their bodies through hell all day and just sweat it all out and go hard. And all of these artists like this year, I especially like this year, last year too, you can just tell that it's so geared towards this young generation, this Gen Z. And like me and all my friends were like, no way, Pink Panthers is going to be there. This is so exciting. Take a look inside your heart. Is there any room for me? 
And there's just like this new resurgence of like electronic, like in a different way. Um, like you have Channel Tress on there, like very house, very, very young. And like, it's just like a fun thing to dance to. And I feel like our generation is is just so excited for Block Party and just to get out there and dance. Do you feel like this lineup is a good representation? Yeah, I mean, I feel like some of the our, the headliners are great. But it's so funny because I feel like people are so excited about Pink Panthers. They're forgetting, like, who even is, like, the headliner for that day. And, like, even Coco and Claire Claire, like, those things are things that have just popped up in the realm of the Internet, which is where we spend so much time. And, like, having Coco and Claire Claire, their music blew up on TikTok for such a long time. I feel like this represents a lot of what... Gen Z and like the younger generation spends a lot of their time on the internet listening to or just kind of hearing themselves around. But yeah, I feel like it's a it's a it's a pretty good representation of everything. Rico Nasty really a very Rico. amazing set. Mm-hmm. Rico The headliners are Sophie Tucker, Denzel Curry, and Lewis the Child. So I want everyone to go around and just talk, say which artist outside of the headliners would you be most excited to see? For me, it would be uh, Pink Panthers and Rico Nasty. But they're like a lot of uh, really cool groups on the local level, like Acid Tongue. Acid Tongue is a phenomenal live band. I've seen them In local. <laughs> almost, almost a dozen times. Yeah, local to Seattle. <laughs> Coral Grief. Terminator. Terminator is awesome. Lots of good local representation, I think. I think in addition to everything Martin just said, I'd also give a shout out to Sofia Cortezes. She's an amazing like house DJ uh, from Peru. I think she's out in Germany now, but... She put an EP last year, year before, that's just insanely good. It's just like beautiful, inspirational house vibes in the summer. It's going to be, it's going to be a moment. Yeah, I would love to see Empress of, um, as well as Coco and Claire Claire, because I missed that Mm -hmm. set when they came to Seattle. Um, Rebecca Black, <laughs> anyone? <laughs> oh, wait. Friday, Friday. That If I was going, which I'm not, um, I would definitely catch her set. <laughs> yeah, I'll be really upset if she doesn't sing Friday on the day. Yeah, I wonder if she does. <laughs> I mean, she's playing on Friday. She's playing on Friday. It's kind of a must. But, like, how many songs would she actually have to play? That's well, what I'm wondering, album. too. She has a new album. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, she's made a full pivot to, like, I'm a real pop mm-hmm. star now. It's Rebecca Black will be a very interesting one just to see what she'll play. I'm really excited to see um, The Carries. The Carries is a local band here, too. Um, and they play, like, really fun, I guess classified as, like, indie pop, bedroom pop type. Um, but they've played at Day In, Day Out last year, which was one of the first festivals I ever played. And it was so cool to hear them. Oh, no, 
So moving on, because uh, we've got a lot to talk about, is uh, Timber. It is also happening the same weekend as Capitol Hill Block Party. This is in Carnation, Washington, kind of in between like uh, Wenatchee and Leavenworth. Um, and this is a lot more family friendly, I would say. Yeah, they're not going to have to worry about any competition. <laughs> no, <laughs> completely different demographic. No. Drop your kids off at block party and head up to Carnation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Or if you got little kids, Timber is the place to go. I mean, so Kevin Sir of Artist Home, he puts this on. He used to put on Dove Bay Fest that I used to go to, which was amazing and like so family friendly. And like, when do you get to like drive up in a boat? pull your boat up to a festival and then like paddle up and then go see some stuff in the woods in a treehouse. Like that was cool. <laughs> they don't do uh Dobe Fest anymore. Now it's more like they have like an artisan residency all summer on that property. But Timber, I actually haven't been to, but if this is anything of like what Kevin Sir does, what's really cool is his philosophy is to create a music festival for those who hate music festivals. So, mm. you know, there's like organized stargazing and organized hikes and organized birding and like a lot of like family activities and stuff like that. And encourages like, hey, there's a river nearby. Go for a float and then come see some music. Jeff Tweedy is headlining this of Wilco. Um, there's also like Black Belt Eagle Scout is performing a lot of local folks. Um, Mount Fogg, who Jasmine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the local lineup is really strong strong for this one. Very, very strong. And I'm curious, for those that have seen the lineup, who you're excited to see. Sasami, mm-hmm. for one. I mean, that's probably like my headliner I really want to see. The local bands, Terror Cactus, Mount Fog, Rakoma, Sons of Rainier, which is like a long-standing folk band around here for like the Connor Byrne crowd. I won't. Write your name up in the clouds so you can fly. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it, it, it would be cool and it definitely serves the community well. I, you like to see a festival that really puts on local artists and I think that's really cool. Give a shout out to Afrocop, um, small font on the bill, local band. Um, Noel Brass Jr. plays keys in that band. He's also an ambient artist, but this is sort of his like funk soul like exper- uh, improvisational group they just like totally rip and I think they're gonna like make a lot of fans at this festival I would love to see Sasami out in that environment yeah. because I know how very in touch she is with nature and she loves being in like you know, the forest, like exploring the different mushrooms and the different like vegetation that's out there. So I know like she'd probably have a really good time out there. That'd be a really cool venue or area to see her in. So again, Timber, July 21st to the 23rd incarnation. So next up, um, it's not happening until August, is uh, Day In, Day Out. Um, This is happening at the Seattle Center. Um, Who wants to talk about this lineup? Well, first of all, I love how simplified it is. There's not 35 names per day. And I think that that appeals to a lot of people who are like, I only want to see five bands anyway. So give me the ones I want to see. And okay, when I first saw the lineup, it didn't punch me in the gut with excitement. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, I actually would want to see all these people. And I think it's actually... You know, it is uh, eclectic enough where, like, they have, like, Dominic Fike and Willow uh, and Yeji that can appeal to younger people. But then they've got Bon Iver and Explosions in the Sky and Leon Bridges for the older folks. So I'm kind of 
curious to see what the demographics are. I'm not really I'm not really sure. What has it been in the past? I haven't been to Day and Day. I haven't been either. Um, it's been a lot of. Uh, What's the vibe, all, Martin? First of all, like I feel like they don't really have local representation. Like they kind of give them DJ slots instead mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I noticed proper, that. Like artists sets. Yeah. DJs. Although Enumclaw's playing, they're not doing Yeah, Enumclaw's yeah. playing. And they've had like good good acts from Seattle on their stages before. Um Shabazz Palace has played the first year. Mm-hmm. I think Chong the Nomad played either the first year or last year. So it's not like they're totally not thinking about the local artists, but you know, I would like to see more local <laughs> representation. I think the vibe for this year is um, chill. Chill and we'll put chill in scare quotes because um, I feel like maybe I would most be looking forward to a spot on the lawn to nap <laughs> during this weekend. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like Day In Day Out has curated this very um, very cool, very small atmosphere where it's on Fisher Pavilion, it's not a very big space. They don't have a lot of acts playing. It's just very low pressure, like Jasmine was saying. Like sometimes we get into analysis paralysis mm-hmm. when we're thinking about going to a music festival where day in, day out is like, look, we only have a finite number of options. We have this space that's not incredibly big. So just come out, have a good time. Then later in August is Thing Fest. It's happening in Port Townsend, August 25th to the 27th. You know, Fleet Foxes is going to be there. Lil Yachty? I was mm-hmm. excited to see that. Sylvan Esso, Thundercat. I mean, then then we've got like some locals. Diggle Planets. Can we call Diggle Planets local? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Ilabamba, Grace Love. I haven't been to Thing. Who has been? And what, what would you, how would you describe the vibe? It's fun. And it's cool just because you're, you're, going so far out of town and yeah. it's like a real like vacation spot like the the festival is the thing because there's not a whole lot to do in Port Townsend um, so you just all day you're on the festival headquarters I don't know what the grounds, I mean, he- grounds headquarters yes. is a good headquarters <laughs> is a good uh, good term for it because Fort Warden was a military base mm-hmm. and it's been converted into a state park and the site is beautiful thing was really fun when I went last year I had a great time um, Port Townsend is a lovely town there's not much to do there but you could go to the farmer's market in the morning and get get brunch along the water. The couple things that I did when I was in Port Townsend last year. But, uh, yeah, this lineup is great. Real good. Yeah. I think yeah. it's my favorite lineup yep, I of agree. all these. Just so eclectic. I mean, Lil Yachty, I can't wait to see what Yeah, he what does. the heck? Yeah. yeah. With the new album and his old catalog, how he's going to mix those together. Yeah, I think um, people are very curious to how he's going to translate his latest album into a live setting. And I definitely am too. Yeah, if you saw his SNL performance a couple months ago, yeah. it was just incendiary. I'm curious about what you think your Gen Z perspective on this, because I I feel like it has everything, something for everyone, 
but I don't know if it has enough for you. I mean, for me personally, like, I love so many of the artists on here. Like, Cigarettes After Sex was, like, a band that so many of me and my friends used to listen to throughout, like, middle school and high school. <laughs> so that was Cigarettes After Sex. I just yeah. aged 20 years. So you're yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to what now? <laughs> Cigarettes? You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. AARP yeah. was sending me mailers when Cigarettes After Sex put out their first right. album. I'll make sure to bring all the walkers and canes for y'all. Sharing all secrets with each other since you it's a great lineup. Every time my friends and I like will drive past like the billboards and you're like, dang, like what even is that? So I honestly think there's just not a lot of exposure to a younger generation for the festival in, like in general. But then like I'm like, yo, like little Yachty will be there. Like it's actually a really cool lineup. Like there's so many artists here that I know you love, and they're like, no way, like, how do we get there? Oh, it's in Port Townsend. No. So far away. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a perspective that I the demographics might skew older just because being like a young person in the city, most of us don't have cars. Mm-hmm. I say us <laughs> as a carless person. <laughs> um, uh, and so like that's a factor to getting over there. So I will say probably won't. I did like a demographic guess for each of the festivals and I have for thing 27 plus question mark. So, okay, now, if you go down the list, Jasmine, I'm curious. Age group for all of oh, these yeah. festivals. Okay, so I had for Timber, 35 plus. Capital Block Party, 18 to 30. Thing, 27 plus. Uh, bumper Shoot. Oh, we haven't gotten there yet. We, uh, we're about to, <laughs> so let us know. Okay, I said no freaking clue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into my reasonings why on that. Uh, day in, day out, I said 30 plus. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, because although although uh, Day and Day Out is doing like a package deal, I noticed with their tickets, where you can buy uh, Day and Day Out and Capital Block Party package together. So maybe that'll bring more younger people there. Oh uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so I, it might be younger. Yeah, I mean the lineup for to run it back to Day and Day Out. I there's so many artists on there. I for me when I saw the lineup, I was like, it feels like an interesting playing field here, where we're gonna have like a really mixed bag of people because I feel like Willow and like Dominic Fike, those will really attract like a lot of younger people, like even under 21 and stuff. Just in the way that their music is being like you know spread out across you know younger generations through the internet again. Um, so that's really interesting that you have 30 yeah, plus I for that. I, I, I feel it's like a question mark after right. That. <laughs> I feel like the range there honestly will probably be between like 18 and 30. But even with day in day out last year, like they had these every day was so different, and you got a whole new crowd each day. Like you had the day where you had JPEG. Turnstile, and then you ended with Mac DeMarco, and it was like this young crowd of like boys and like wanting to just mosh and go crazy, and it was so much like such fun energy. And then the next day, you had like Japanese breakfast and the national, and mm-hmm. it would definitely mellowed out a little more. So it was interesting to see that switch up um, day to day. That's very smart mm-hmm. booking, right? <laughs> All right, so Bumbershoot, we, this is another one we haven't gotten to. So this is Labor Day weekend at the Seattle Center, first one since 2019. So this is a big deal. New ownership group. So I'm curious how different it's going to be compared to the past. I remember the last time it was Bumbershoot. I remember leaving KEXP and just seeing like all these girls with their like white Reeboks, high top socks and like pink fanny packs looking like the Spice Girls. And I was like, wait a minute. This is what I wore when I was in fifth grade. And now this is the trend. And I was like, oh, my gosh, am I already too old for Bumbershoot? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think the thing about Bumbershoot, though, is that it's always been a family festival that caters to all ages. I mean, if you talk to anyone that has lived in Seattle for a substantial amount of time, they all have Bumbershoot stories. And so, like, you go and there is a very diverse crowd of music lovers, all ages, all races, all genders. Not, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm just starting to realize, like, how beautiful that scene is. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of local representation at oh, this yeah. festival. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's Thunder Pussy, True Loves, Chong the Nomad, Black Tones, Breaks and Swells, Spirit Award, Reverly Crusher. I mean, so many. Wimps. 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 Yeah. This is definitely, like, the quintessential Seattle festival, I Mm -hmm. I would say. You're you're so right, Martin. It's, like, it's the coming together of, like, end of the summer. We've all been at these disparate – we've all been at – something about block parties, some at thing, and now Mm -hmm. we're all kind of coming together as, like, one final Mm send-off. It's kind of beautiful in a way. Yeah. So there's obviously a huge local representation there, mm-hmm. but I'm curious who you're excited about that are like the more upper echelon artists there. I mean, there's Slater Kenny. I know I'm excited about Phanagram. Bamba Stereo is going to be there. Who else are you excited to see? Sunny Day Real Estate. Yes. I'm a <laughs> yeah. huge fan. I caught their last reunion show a few months ago. I was amazed that they were doing another one. So if you missed them the last time, who knows when they're going to reunite again? Emo Godfathers, pretty much. Like if you love, you know, AFI, who's on the lineup, there's a through line from. Sunday real estate to them. So um, bring the eyeliner and uh, apply heavily. <laughs> also for the for the old school um, Pacific Northwest music heads, uh, Girl Trouble is playing. I think. This year is the 30-year anniversary of their debut album, Hit It or Quit It. Also, um, very much looking forward to seeing Benny the Butcher. I feel like all great festivals have that one key hardcore rap figure that they paid buckets of money to come <laughs> and perform so that'll be cool hey look i don't care about haters i'm only concerned with hustlers think but i think it's time i finally address this publicly it's rubbing me the wrong way when these rappers be comfortably about street life it seems like they only giving y'all luxuries also a huge fan of hunks and his punks i think that'll be a, a very fun show So, Leia, who are you most excited about the Bumbershoot lineup? Is this hitting yeah, your generation? I mean, again, like like you all are saying, it's very much open to everybody. Like, this is definitely the festival where it feels like there's something for everyone. Even if you don't want to go to, like, listen to music all day. Like, there's so much stuff going on where you could just bounce around all over Seattle Center's campus. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you could bring any one of your friends and it's like, well, I want to go do this. And they're like, well, I want to go do this. It's like, we can. We can do it all. But for me, I mean, I'm really excited to see Brittany Howard. Um, I love Stay High. I'd love to see that live. And I know she's been in this like this station before. Donnie and JD Beck yeah. just released their album this year on um, Anderson Pax label, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And so I'm really excited to see like hear what that is live because I know it'll be very um, very mellow. Hold on, just let go. Right now, I need 
So I know a big thing about um, the new ownership group is is they wanted to push to make Bumbershoot a lot more affordable because I think for a while, like, prices just keep going, keep going. I mean, Bumbershoot originally was a free festival, I mean, decades ago, more kind of in the vibe of, like, the folk festival that happens over Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. But prices eventually were, like, in the 200-plus zone. And now this year they're ranging around, like, $100. Is that right? For a full weekend pass? Yeah. 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 Like sixty five per day, which is, but I mean, you compare to day in day out, which has a fraction of the artists and is like the same twice price. as oh, much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I paid oh. for Beyonce tickets yeah. <laughs> for, for one show. Yeah, you're gonna spend that much money on beverages and food at Coachella. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One other thing to note too that Leia mentioned too is it's not just the music. There's a bunch of arts programming too, and there's a lot of new stuff this year that I'm really curious about it's listing roller skating nail art wrestling wrestling tattoos i mean it, so that's when you're not watching music there's a billion other things to do mm-hmm. and i'm so curious about all oh, of it i like that i like and that's kind of going back to like what membership used to be in like the very very beginning days yes of course yeah mm-hmm. totally I'm also seeing remote-controlled sculpture, and I have no oh. idea what that means. So nice. that's my number one to catch. All right. Yeah. We need to talk about Fat Boy Slim. Ooh. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> on the lineup? On the lineup. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. That's the, one, that's the one my girlfriend was, um, I won't say most excited about, but she was definitely like telling people about Bumbershoot and was like, Fat Boy Slim's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are other there are other nostalgia quote unquote nostalgia acts on uh, the Bumbershoot lineup. Jawbreaker is one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like the the Descendants might be playing. Yeah, yeah, the Descendants are playing too. Like there are a lot of um, a lot of legacy acts and reunion acts that are getting spots here, and I think that's real a really interesting part of the mix of specifically the the music on Bumbershoot. Like, I feel as though um, it's very diverse musically, maybe even maybe even the most diverse. Like, I feel like Thing and Bumbershoot are neck and neck in terms of musical diversity. So, yeah. Yeah, especially when, like, every summer around the country you see a lot of lineups of different festivals having similar artists based on like you know album releases and who's current but this is not based i don't know what it's based off of (laughs) it's just it's like they just threw a bunch of names in a hat (laughs) and picked them out and i'm here for it (laughs) yeah that's awesome so those are the major festivals happening in the Seattle area this summer. There's a, there's a few smaller festivals that I just want to give quick shout-outs to, one of which is Tune-Up Fest in Bellingham. It's happening July 14th to the 16th. I was supposed to go last year, but I literally went into labor the day before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, friends were going to come in town. I was going to go hella pregnant, and then went into labor, <laughs> canceled plans. Um, but what's really cool about Tune-Up Fest, so it's in Bellingham, and for those aren't, that aren't familiar, Bellingham is a huge mountain biking town. There's like this mountain that has like 
hundreds and hundreds of miles of mountain biking trails. People come from all over the U.S. to mountain bike in Bellingham. And so this is half music festival, half mountain bike events. So like there are races that go all the way up the mountain and then there's music. And so like on the lineup, we've got um, locals, the True Loves, uh, Shana Cleveland of La Luz, if we can still say La Luz and Shana, they're from Seattle. Um, And then, you know, like Travis Thompson, um, there's so many more. But again, I think it's really cool that they're combining mountain biking with a music festival. Um, So I just wanted to shout that out. Is there any other festival that we want to just do a quick shout out to? I mentioned the CID block party. The lineup hasn't been announced yet, um, but this is going to be August 26th. It's a free one-day festival focusing on AAPI music and arts and culture. So it looks like there's a lot of great food vendors going to be there too. So stay tuned on what, who's going to be there, but I'm sure that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And those that, that don't want to go all the way around the peninsula, the same weekend as Thing Fest is um, South Sound Block Party in Olympia is happening August 25th. Um, Tune Yards is headlining, but... Um, I think that is a general rundown. I'm sure we've missed some, but um, thank you all today for for coming in as our curators for the Seattle area music festival season. I've had Jasmine Albertson, Leah Capindo, Dusty Henry, Martin Douglas. Thank you all so much for being our curators for this year's summer festival season. Thanks for having us, Emily. Thank you, Emily. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.